0: And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, Overlords.
1: Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people
2: together. How are we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the gentlemen Overlords. I'm Andrew.
1: I'm Max. I'm Robert.
2: And guys, we will be speaking of a movie from here until eternity, but uh, before <laughs> then... Let's get into uh, some maybe more temporary movies.'ve seen some movies the movies he need things up. Like.
0: Don't you forget about me Look my way, girl. <laughs> something breakfast. Movies we've seen. Robert, I know you said you hadn't really seen much, but have you watched any movies? Not a ton. I watched most of cuz I can't even I came in after it had started. Uh The Piano, which is a uh Jane Campion movie and it stars Holly Hunter. Oh, who boy. Is... I just love playing the keys of my piano. Okay, good. That was I feel like I botched I feel like I did the wrong impression an episode or two ago. I, I we yeah. said someone else and I did a yeah. Holly Hunter impression. <laughs> Boy, did I have egg on my face. Um, Holly Hunter, Harvey Keitel, Sam Neill, looking good as hell, but he's a real dumb fuck in this movie. And uh, a very young Anna Paquin. And I believe she won won an award in this. Like, she's super, super young in this. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. It's a um, uh, period piece. um takes place in New Zealand. And it's a lot of drama with... Um, kind of like a, a like a love triangle and and Sam Neill is the dumb dumb who doesn't know what the hell is going on. Um I was it was just like a weird coincidence with Jane Campion because I think she's the next subject of uh Blank Check the okay. uh movie podcast with uh Griffin Newman and uh, David Sims and that's the next director series that they're doing. Um I was trying to remember what the Oh, she just came out with The Power of the Dog.
1: Oh. Which is a movie on. I'm uh, curious about that one.
0: Curious. Of, well, you know what they say about the curiosity on the dog, yeah?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything so was they're, fine. Their food? Or, yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, dogs are cool with curiosity. <laughs> they're so allowed to be as curious as they want. Yeah. Um, that's one that I want to say it's on Netflix. And it's a um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh Western. And Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, kind of Western, but I don't remember if it's. Maybe is that maybe uh oh it's it's Montana, but um it's one of those things where I was like I it feels like it could have been New Zealand present day, because of how fucking like weird and old timey it is. Um, anyhow, it was for coming in late to it. It was it was pretty traumatic, but uh, I was enjoying it and um, interesting too. Like Harvey Keitel, I think because he was like living there for an extended amount of time, like has like some Maori. Tattoos on his face, Oh. and it's weird seeing like someone in like the mid or early 1900s, and who's not like a native of that place have that have that on their face because it just feels like well can't really go anywhere else. I feel like tattoos, especially in that day and age, you'd be super judged. So it was interesting. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Um, for, for
2: my own curiosity, who is the star of Mad About You? Uh,
0: it's oh, Paul Reiser. Uh, and what's the, It's Paul Reiser and uh, Helen Hunt.
2: Helen Hunt. Okay, I was like. Just so I didn't, so you just I was just want to make sure that you didn't say Helen Hunt, and then I did a Holly Hunter impression.
0: And I was like, <laughs> mad about jar of piss, more like
2: <laughs> mad about Jolly Ranchers.
1: Oh no, just don't give her a Jolly yeah. Rancher.
0: Um, that's the only movie. I mean, I've seen some movie. I, sometimes I'm like tempted to say like I saw this movie again, and it's like I watched a 45 minute reaction to someone seeing it for the first time so it's like i hit all the beats and i've seen the movie before it's not like i didn't it's not like i don't know the film yeah but i don't feel like it's truthful to say like i rewatched you know never ending story when it's like no i watched someone react to it and see some of the major scenes i did i mean i did legit see someone react to never ending story and their hype level for seeing falcor because they only had seen him as like a poster i mean like oh cool look at this dog dragon and then falcor shows up and he's like I like children, and he's like scratch my ear, <laughs> and he was just like he was just like I don't like I don't like me, like I don't like him, and I love that film dearly, but I I don't blame anyone for being creeped out by Falcor because he's mm-hmm. a lot.
1: That, <laughs> the animatronic yeah, that...
0: is pretty like slow, and like he winks a ton. The guy kept being like, "Don't fucking wink at me anymore." <laughs> like, he was like, hey, "Wink at me one more time." Like... <laughs> Um, the I
1: like children line just has not aged well.
0: I, I mean, I guess like it's he's a luck dragon. Of course, he likes kids because they're like, you know, they're they're
1: uh, I'm, not, you, you know what, you, I'm not you know, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't. You I'm just not don't say Falcor, like that,
0: All right. God. I mean, Andrew, we'll we'll double check. and We can bleep all this to Falcor gets canceled next week. Okay.
2: <laughs> I don't think enough um, of Twitter has seen the never ending story to quite get there yet. So once it's trending. Yes
0: yes there you yeah. go um so that's uh yeah, yeah truthfully piano is is the majority of that film is all i've seen other than that it's reactions and stuff so uh what about you max
1: uh i saw an interesting one that wasn't actually very interesting but the concept of it is interesting okay to me. uh it's called it happened at the world's fair have you heard of this one it's an elvis movie that takes place in seattle in oh like yeah 1962 about the, the world's fair where they built the space needle
0: yeah, that's when he was here with. Uh, I think Aretha Franklin was also here performing too.
1: Oh, she didn't show up in the movie. Oh so fuck you, Elvis. I yeah, I know. Wow. First, I'm going to steal old, rock and roll. Only,
2: only stole. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Drew. First, going to steal rock and roll from him, and now I'm not going to take him out of my movie.
0: <laughs> you you beat me to the joke. That's where I was going. So
1: with a perfect impression. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was pretty boring. Um, but it was cool seeing him like break into the science center and. Wow, that is
0: cool. Uh-oh. Did he go? Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna break into the EMP. <laughs> huh? Also, it's yeah. not even called that now. It's yeah. called MOP. What are you doing? What are you talking about?
1: It's also um, it's it's so weird to see how it was set up back in the day too. Like the mm-hmm. the armory, as it's called now, just mm-hmm, had like yes. a big uh, uh, ceiling with a big dip in it, and there were like cable car, like trams, like the yeah like going up. Um, um, yeah, gondolas going up the mountain. I don't know what they were connected to. Do you know what they were connected to in Seattle?
0: Uh the Space Needle. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. They went they went very very <laughs> steeply up. Um no, I don't. I don't truthfully and I that's something I we go antiquing sometimes and like I'll see like the World's Fair memorabilia and like cups and things and I'm like kind of want to buy this shit like it looks fucking tight like mm-hmm. I love the idea of Seattle Center as we have all experienced to some degree over the years and being like, just imagining that that's like the height of like futurism and stuff in like the sixties, like host- Seattle hosting a world's fair. It's just like a wild concept.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But the rest of the movie was fairly boring. Unfortunately. He's like, and Elvis is
0: like, I need to give credit to some people and I haven't done it for a long time. And like, I really owe it to people. And everyone's like, Oh my God, he's going to give credit. And he's like, Forrest Gump, the little boy who taught me to dance. <laughs> <I need> to <laughs> That Couldn't have done it without you,
2: whose mother I had a
0: and a, a nice night with. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that didn't happen in the movie, so that's just your fan fiction, Drew. Didn't
2: I thought? it Didn't uh, wasn't there the a th- te the, the teachers teacher. like your mama
0: really loves your you know schooling that, yep. or whatever. Okay, but I like your I like your idea that every border
2: in her Gump, house... That's Force Gump too. That was the the sequel, the book. Yeah, the book.
0: Yes, there is a,
1: a sequel like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about <laughs> Anyway, I also watched Viva Las Vegas after that Have you heard of that one? That's heard another it. Elvis movie uh, It takes place in Las Vegas So it wasn't interesting to me Robert, you should uh, watch
0: that before you head to Vegas Yes, yeah. I'm going to Vegas too and I need to watch all the one of the best Vegas movies That would put my mind at ease Probably uh, Con Air Con Air, uh, whatever <laughs> yeah.
2: that one with uh, Ashton Kutcher And like Ooh, Terror Reed. Oh, you know what I should rewatch
0: Army of the Dead There mm. you go
2: At least to get the geography of of Las Vegas down.
0: And when I get there, I'll be like, well, it's not as blurry as the movie, so that's good, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Max, Viva
2: Las Vegas. Max, hurry
1: up and talk about your fucking movie. I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. (laughs) I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Viva Las Vegas uh, is a better movie, but it doesn't take place in Seattle, so fuck it, skip it. Uh, And then I also watched Ghostbusters, the new one. Uh, oh after, afterlife is what it's called. Yeah. Life. Um and I enjoyed it. I think they it they it was a tough thing that they were doing and I think they did it pretty well. I there were making some a problems you making a movie, yeah. yeah. I mean making a movie at all is, is it's hard. Yep. <laughs> but they did it. Um <laughs> but no following <laughs> up a movie like however thirty years later and uh, you know, a, a well liked movie, following up thirty years later, and yeah, I think some people like the story. Yeah,
0: huh? I said, yeah, I think some people like it.
1: Some people do. Uh, there, I definitely have some problems with it, and I feel like we all need to watch it before we can really talk about it. And there's one of us who hasn't seen it, so. Robert. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just hey. wait on that. Maybe. I mean, I
0: will say, I mean, I, this isn't a spoiler, but I will say, it definitely feels like a weird. It didn't seem like a sequel to the 2016 Ghostbusters to me, so I thought that was very weird. I didn't see a lot of references to that. You
1: didn't I? I mean, <laughs> I saw the connections there for sure. Uh, yeah, the entire yeah.
0: cast was in it. From yeah. so, you're right about that. Playing the same actually. characters, yeah. They they do the ADR of the kids' voices. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa like, yeah. McCarthy and everyone is uh, just like dubbed over.
1: Incredible voice actors. You really can't tell unless you already know. Now, what did you think? I don't know if this
0: is too much to say. No slimer in this one, but we do get muncher.
1: Muncher, muncher is great. Yeah,
0: wow, muncher is great. <laughs> wow, okay. muncher stand on the thought here.
1: Yeah, I mean he's just a tardigrade that eats things. That's cool, I suppose. I don't say too much.
0: For Andrew hasn't seen it yet, so
1: that's yeah okay. Andrew, the movie spoiled. He for doesn't you. know it's that muncher munches things.
0: yet. Okay, yeah. Let me let me find <laughs> out for
2: myself what muncher does.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, he, he's, uh, he, he doesn't eat. You're like, oh, this is a subversion. Okay.
1: Yeah. Slimer's like completely dry.
0: <laughs> Ew. He's a raisin.
1: <laughs> California raisin. Just flying around. That would be okay. Or Oklahoma right. or wherever they I are. Hope, hey, now this sounds like a good sequel. I, hope, yeah, I hope they keep making stuff here and I hope they get a dry Slimer in there. I was going to try and mix it up and call him Drymer, but that's just stupid that's really dumb (laughs) so I won't do that
0: it's
2: almost not worth mentioning
0: (laughs) that'll be like the joke in the commercial for the movie but it doesn't make it into the actual cut it's like he's more like a drimer and then it'll be like (laughs) (laughs) Ghostbusters 2
1: coming out blah 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 and like yeah that'll get people into those seats mm -hmm.
0: and then they'll be like oh we didn't that shouldn't be in the actual movie Uh, I just
2: sent in the chat a photo of the uh, cover of the Ashton Vegas movie I was thinking of this cover is very funny
0: can you
1: believe
2: this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look at this. I'm in Vegas with Cameron Diaz. Dude. Also,
0: like, what a bold poster. Cameron and Ashton. Like, yeah. they do not have to put their no full last names. names on the poster.
2: No last names. They are the epitome of fame at this point.
0: Have you seen that movie? Of
2: course. I've been to Vegas, haven't I?
0: Hey, it, yeah, it's playing on the TVs 24-7. That's right. Sports bars
2: it- and what happened in Vegas is is the primary things.
0: Hey, can you turn the game off? Uh, I want to see uh, what happened in Vegas. Hey, of course, buddy. It's always playing. Everyone <laughs> loves it. Everyone, you know, cancels their bets. Hey, I'm hey, it's good with me. Enough, I love enough. this movie. Yeah. And hey, buddy, I needed a break from gambling anyway. Thank you. The pet losses a room. Hey, thanks problem. for looking out for everyone, you know. <laughs> we got to take care of each other here in Vegas. We're, we we're all brothers and sisters. That's right. We,
2: Mama. Thank you for thank you very much for putting this on the TV. Oh.
1: Still there. That's about all I've seen though. How about you, Andrew?
2: Uh I saw Moonstruck for the first time, the uh oh. Cher and Nicholas Cage movie.
0: Cher and Cage.
2: Man, yeah. I I admit I've not seen many young Nicholas Cage movies. Like I feel like the first like the first time I became aware of Nicholas Cage was probably around like Face Off. So I think like the only movie before that I I've seen of his is probably like Raising Arizona. And mm-hmm. so it's really fun to see him as like a young man. Oh actor, yeah, because I've only seen him like probably in his like 40s and older is my guess. Sure. And so I thought the movie was really fun. I've never I'd never seen it before. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've also not seen a lot of share movies, so it was you know she's also pretty fun in it, but mostly for me Nicolas Cage. I mean, kind of a hunk as a young man, like yeah, good looking guy. Still like he he is just weird you know like his acting style is just he's so unique and you know like weird i we were watching it with our group chat and i was just like i think nicolas cage is like a really good actor like he's not everybody's taste and he acts very strangely but he's good at it like he's good at being nicolas cage and i think he is i to me he's a good actor but i Max, you're making a face, so I...
1: <laughs> I I am because I don't I don't feel like he's a good actor. I feel like he's good at that one thing over and over again. And if he's not doing that, it's fairly awful to watch. And uh I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm giving him too much uh grief, but like I don't necessarily enjoy his stuff and I don't think sure. he has a whole lot of range as an actor. Hmm.
0: I think like I think he has a bad like a reputation for like taking a lot of roles, and I feel like sometimes he's only as good as his material. And I feel like in some in some situations he really like brings it, it, it which is weird because it's not. Then you can't. It's almost like you can't say like, oh, he's never not trying. I just feel like he resonates with some stuff better, and uh, every, everything is elevated as a result. Yeah, um, I,
1: and I guess I have seen him in some good stuff and doing some some somewhat different. Things. Huh, and maybe he just has—he's become a meme now, and so like that's he true. Just kind of, he gets grabbed to do the exact same role over yeah. and over again. So yeah. maybe he he can do more, but I I guess I'm just not impressed with the the one thing he's doing right, right. now. Right,
2: he leans into. I think he like likes leaning into kind of the weird like meme culture thing that he has become. So yeah. I think like he takes a lot of roles that kind of lend towards that. But I think Mm -hmm. when he does branch out a little bit and does different things, I think he is generally um, a pretty good actor when he tries it. But I agree with you. Like when he's just doing the like screamy guy, Mm -hmm. you know, bit that he's kind of found himself as like the poster boy
0: of. Did either of you see Pig? No. It's a, uh, it's a more like kind of like serious and like, sad than i thought it would be but i would definitely recommend it because it's a very quiet um i think it's a really good performance from him and i feel like it's advertised like john wick trying to get revenge for and get his pig pig. back yeah and it's and it's much more like introspective and and uh it's really good and i believe the uh, it's the like directorial debut like i think it's like the first feature length film from that director so i think in that sense it's also very uh, impressive you guys cool. should when you're in the right mood i would i would i would check it out yeah do you think
1: that was marketing trying to milk the uh, the whole uh, image of nick cage and that's kind like of sort of
0: and and like it, it, the trailer even is sort of quiet in some ways too but i think like in my brain i was just like well it's cage and i know what he's capable of and i know when he's you know, silent and serious. And I know that he also has these like explosive moments. And I assumed that I just, I kind of put in my head, maybe that's more me, but I was like, I sort of pictured that like it's a you know, he's on a war path to find his truffle pig and, you know, he's tearing up Portland to do it. And it's a lot more like down to earth, but it's really good.
1: That's the impression that I got. Maybe even just from the synopsis is like, Oh, this is another Nick cage. Just right. Just in his zone.
2: Yeah. Well, that's it for my movies, guys. Let's talk about some television show. Do, do, do,
1: do, do. TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen.
0: Rabba. Well, we've got more Hawkeye, but I think we're waiting until the next app to talk about it. But uh, I did see the newest one. I really enjoyed it. Um, The TV I've seen is uh, How To With John Wilson i think i've talked about before that's on uh hbo um i think this is the second season that's out now Mm -hmm. um and it's really really good and the episode that just came out which i believe is called how to appreciate wine is uh incredible um it i don't want to like spoil anything really but like it goes from him sort of like trying to like you know learn you know you know sommeliers and learn kind of like oh can i spell the notes and do this kind of thing and takes this crazy turn that starts of starts to go towards energy drinks bang energy drinks mm-hmm. and the people involved with making them and he is able to like get into this compound because like i think they're having a party at the time and he's just sort of like let in whereas normally if you went up to some gated community and were like hey can i come in they'd be like no but I think because there was, like, a lot of traffic there, like, oh, it's the party or whatever. Um, and um, just some wild connections to some crazy news stories that have happened in the last few years that, that John Wilson was uh, actually involved in in, in a, a sort of strange way. So, um, yeah, I would highly recommend it. It's um, I was floored. I just couldn't believe hmm. the coincidences in the episode. And um, if anyone's watched it before, it's just stellar the amount of, footage that he records and then is able to cobble together uh to make a cohesive show it's it's so impressive so yeah cool yeah weird anything (laughs) else anything else uh that's mostly it i think i've been re like you know always always rewatching you know simpsons episodes and stuff like that but yeah Mm. it's been a little uh a little bit of a dry spell since uh last we met sure sorry guys max what about you
1: um i finished up why the last man and um I, I think that's gonna be it for that show. Uh the one season yeah. that's what they've announced, although the showrunner I think has said they want to work on more. Um I I could see watching a bit more, but I'm also not like uh yelling I'm not gonna start the campaign to to get it, you know, on some other network. Um it's kind of interesting in a weird way. I, I don't know how much of it um like comes over from the comic book and when it was written and how much of it like was changed for this new one. But, uh, I find it a little bit strange that how much the world goes to hell when, um, when all men die, that's, if you don't know, that's the premise of the thing, all men, except for this one guy on the planet, uh, die and Mm -hmm. a monkey who's also a guy. Um, And so it's weird, like everything halts and there's like no electricity and and all this other stuff. And I I wonder if it was written, I don't even, it wasn't written too long ago. So it doesn't seem like it should be like, you know, the entire world screeches to a halt and becomes like instantly post-apocalyptic. And one of the most post-apocalyptic things, you don't see the apocalypse happen. You don't know the reason necessarily. You just watch the aftermath. Mm -hmm. but this one kind of has a reason why it happened and i'm not totally convinced that that reason is enough to put it in the position that it's in but i do appreciate that they have like violent women looters because you often don't get that like when we were watching i think even there were some gunshots uh like after the thing happened and and uh the person i was watching it was like you know what's that? Like, what would be happening now? And I was like, it's just looters, you know, Mm -hmm. you can still be a looter and a woman. Uh, So I I think it's good that they, they show that. And I think there are a lot of smart things that do happen and there are a couple really, really good performances in it. Uh, But, but overall, um, I don't know if I would like need to continue through this one. There there's enough. That's also kind of like overacted or, um, just a little bit transparent uh that i don't it's not a perfect show but it's it's a solid one i would say and then i watched uh or started a couple of other shows i started arcane the league of legends okay uh show animation is incredible oh my god uh it's darker than you would probably imagine in the the not in the it's just like a I need to turn up the brightness on my TV or anything. It's uh, it it gets into some uh, gruesome bits and some sad, sad stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really liking it.
0: Where are you? Do you know how far you are in the series?
1: Uh, three episodes, I believe. Okay, so perfect. Perfect. The perfect amount. And so <laughs> they, they were up here. I'm not going <laughs> to.
0: Yeah, you're, you're done. You don't need any more. No, they it's nine episodes and they did it in three episode chunks. So like that okay. is where. Yeah. people stopped was like at the end of that app, which is like a very big kind of climactic thing so i yeah. i love that
1: yeah yeah the, yeah lots of big things just happened um and i'm yeah i'm curious to keep going with this one yeah it already got it already got a season two right that's coming out
0: yes they already approved a season two and um but yeah definitely report back because i some stuff goes down in the last you know in the other six episodes where i was like this is like the height of anime i i love the animation is just stellar throughout. So, yeah. So good. They
1: really nail the look that they're going for. It, mm-hmm. It's really cool. To and see. it's still,
0: like, cinematic. Like, it's, like, mm-hmm. if they had cameras small enough and, like, quick enough, they could do all, like, they wish they could do this because it's, like, impressive the way they... I wouldn't feel like weird like watching something like that on a big theater screen because I'd be like well they put all the work into it it looks like a freaking movie like it's it's really impressive so yeah.
1: And it's got such a style that I really like Uh, sometimes you see CG stuff that's kind of limited it's good for its time or whatever I think Mm -hmm. that this one is gonna you know you can watch it in 10 years 20 years and it's still gonna look good because they nailed the style that they could. Uh, mm-hmm. Male, you know? it didn't and seem like it,
0: anything was like limited, they just like yeah. went for the certain thing. And did you? I think I mentioned when I talked about it, did you notice like the smoke is like 2D animated yeah. and stuff? Yeah, I, and
1: fi- fire, too, and a lot of mm-hmm. like the, the magic sparks that that go around, stuff yeah, like that. It's... Yeah, they do a, a great mix of that. Uh, yeah, really, w- whatever's best for the moment, they're gonna throw in there. What speaking of which, like in, into the spider verse, they they uh just Ooh. announced the next one, mm-hmm. yeah, a- across the spider verse, <laughs> part uh, one part one yeah so I, I i bring that up because their animation is also incredible yeah and yes. like grabs from a bunch of 2d 3d whatever works for it so like i'm excited for the rest of arcane and i'm excited for that new spider-man man one.
0: the new spider-verse in the theaters is going to be such a hype moment yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna love that
1: yeah it's gonna be rad and uh we'll see if it ties into the other spider-man movie going on right now who see. <laughs> And then I also started Only Murders in the Building, mm. which is, I don't, sounds like you might know, Rob. Yeah, I've heard of it. So it's Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short and Selena
2: Gomez.
1: Selena Gomez. Uh, and they are, um, they're living in the same apartment complex and a murder happens. And then they kind of bond over their love of, this murder podcast, or I guess murder podcasts in general. And so they kind of decide that, or they decide, but they also just kind of get roped into it. They they're just curious about what happened in this murder and then decide to make a podcast about it. Uh, Mm. And uh, I'm about, I think three episodes into that one too. And it's uh, pretty good so far. Uh, I've been enjoying it. Uh, I'm not too far in, so I don't know if I can make the the call, but I kind of think that they're that the mur- that it's not a murder that it's on the up and up and and nobody was killed no well somebody died but nobody was killed in a murderous sure, fashion we'll sure. we'll see so uh but um it's kind of neat because they it's. It's not necessarily about the murders, but they're, you know, it's about the relationship of these people and what their life is because they, they don't necessarily tell everything right away or the things that they tell aren't necessarily trustworthy. So it's going to kind of unfold everything. But then they also take some pretty funny pot shots at, uh, at podcasts in general and how they're set up. And I like don't think that's music- very funny at all. No. <laughs> in fact, stop talking about it. <laughs> but like the, their music choice is very like, especially serial. I think it, it, um, it it makes fun of that but in like a loving way right like they they love these these podcasts and so it's it's kind of cool if you're into podcasts to to check it out uh i know somebody who listens to our show is very into podcasts so uh yeah coral maybe you'd be interested in watching this (laughs) oh watching this show
2: You just saw her earlier today. You don't have to communicate with her through the <laughs> podcast. You know that, right?
1: I just have to double-check that she's actually still listening. No, she's oh, sitting okay. across the desk. Yeah. This is the test. Like, are what you she- watching? Are you watching the show yet?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Coral has a live stream to our reports. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, but that's it. That's all that I've been watching. How about, how about you, Andrew? Uh,
2: I caught up on the wheel of time, so I watched up to this most recent episode uh, from Friday. Woo.
0: I... I loved that episode.
2: Yeah. Great episode. I mean the I I'm still having a hard time getting <clears throat> the names of everything down. So the the guys name. the guys in white. Um white cloaks. White cloaks. Man, fucking
0: just
1: yeah i can see how that would be hard. i forget his name child
0: i mean child is like the is like the rank because he's like a child of the light or whatever but like that main guy is so intimidating and fucking scary scary as hell man he's but i love him he's so good doing a great job
2: he's so good at this like simmering like level of like menace and malice of just like he he doesn't raise his voice ever he's just always in this like kind of like level Emotional state where it's just like God, this guy is fucking. It doesn't scary. seem like he's
0: ever not in control, except and we won't we won't spoil too much, but like he gets shook in that yeah. episode, yeah, and it was great because he literally like drops his knife and it's like what the fuck is happening? It's exactly. And I was like, as soon as it was because, so satisfying to see him like yeah, not in control for yeah.
2: Because we've seen we haven't seen him a bunch, but every time we see him and he's always in this like cool, collected state, and so when shit turns on him, and he's just like what the fuck, and he's like scared, it's, like and oh, not but this. not
0: even like. Then he was, like, desperately, like, I'm going to kill you, like, or it was just, like, he wasn't even, he wasn't, he was so, like, taken aback that he wasn't even, like, using his, like, power or skill yeah. or anything. He was just, like, oh, my God, I can't believe what's happening. Like, he doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know. um Wild, wild stuff. And then I liked the mm-hmm. that, the that, was that cool. uh, Ran met. And he was, like, had, like, big-ass hands and was, like, hey. <laughs> We'll yeah he was like off. well i'll come i'll come with you and he's like well i'll meet you there and he's like humans always have to go on such a rush yeah and i'll just get my stuff and go i love that um and then i feel like shit because i don't remember his name but um the warder of the aesodai who died oh uh like steppen yeah Stepan. how like fucked up he was by it and that whole scene where he's in the room and is like talking to the other warders and is like I was just like enthralled and they like told Jamie, I was just like, this is like a fuck. This is like a great character scene. Cause yeah. he's like, he's informing like for being such a minor character, especially like in the book, he's even does even less,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: for being such a minor character, he is telling us and informing us so much about the relationship between borders and their eyes to and how that connection feels and how he's feeling. And like, you know, obviously more stuff happens in the episode, but it was just like, it was very moving. Like, yeah. I, I was like, it was a, it was a move. It was an episode that it was feels like was trying to keep trying to inform the audience about more of stuff in the world. And it was a little more localized. There wasn't as much like traveling going on, but um, yeah, I, I loved that last one. I, right. and I think it's only, Jamie said it's only like maybe eight episodes. I yeah. Think? First season's eight episodes. That's crazy. So there's only a few more left. Yeah.
2: Yeah, wow. but they've—I mean—they've got, I mean, they've gotten renewed up to like the third season, I think. Yeah, so I think far, so. two and three got got greenlit, which is awesome. Yeah, um, is so, this
1: something that I need to get into?
2: You should I, check it out. Yeah, it's very cool. It's um, yeah, it's on Prime. I don't know. I think you might like it. It's it's um, it's a lot of fantasy. There's not like basically so Bezos like edict to Prime Video that I want a Game of Thrones type of event type show on our on our streamer. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they found the wheel of time, which is they've tried to adapt a, multiple times into a TV show or movie or series of movies. And it's never really uh, bared fruit. And so this I, I really think it's a pretty good show, like despite the fact that, you know, I did no shit going into it. it is apparently a very big book series. But um, I, yeah, I, I really am enjoying it a lot. I, I at least I like, give the first episode a try and see if you like it. It's a lot it, less. Uh, I feel like it's a lot less bleak than Game of Thrones. There's and
0: there's certainly a lot less sex in it, and like, um, gra- never mind, gratuitous violence. <laughs> no thanks. Oh, okay, <laughs> never mind. They are they are trying to split the difference. It feels like a little bit and sort of add, which isn't like a bad thing. It's like human beings are sexual and have sex and stuff. But like, yeah. it does feel like they're still like hinting at and doing little things that are still like. Uh, it does feel like Amazon trying to be like, see HBO, we're we can be blue or saucy. Um, but no, I really like it. And watching it with Jamie, who loves the books and is like very familiar with them. They're making a lot of changes, but it feels like good changes for a screen adaptation and things that kind of keep you guessing. I feel like a lot of adaptations to like shows and movies are doing that nowadays where they're like, yeah, we know, you know what happens and we're tweaking it. Like invincible does that on Amazon too. And it's kind of nice because then you're not the know-it-all sitting there knowing that like everything is happening exactly as you've read it. And sure. it's sort of, and it's also usually smart changes that kind of are more, because there's like stuff in the wheel of time where it's like internal monologue. Like a lot of characters are like all this stuff happening in their head. And it's like, I like changes that make you able to perceive their trauma in a more outward way. Mm-hmm. Or there's, there's some inciting incident or something that like, didn't happen in the book, but it's like helpful to kind of keep you grounded to them yeah. in that way. So I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I really like it. I'll,
1: I'll probably give it a shot, and then uh, regardless of how much I like it, I'm just going to talk shit about it and <laughs> okay. tell nobody to see it because uh, it's <laughs> Jeff Bezos' little baby.
2: And you'd also rather people, you'd rather people watch uh, Boardwalk Empire instead.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, because nobody's watched it. Correct. And they should. Yeah. Um. But yeah, maybe I'll. Maybe I'll even though i have prime maybe i'll pirate it just to <laughs> just you know, to- stick it stick it to him yeah. Uh, yeah i suggest everybody um do not pay for prime just uh <laughs> just talking steal about it. the pirates movies you guys don't worry <laughs> uh all
2: right guys should we get going on the main movie we watched let's do it let's do yeah. it uh, we're talking about marvels eternals in my own- Uh, an Eternals flame uh maybe uh flames out of uh, Icarus's eyes or something perfect we're talking about Marvel's Eternals starring Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie and Kumail Nanjiani and Don
0: Lee Kit Harrington, uh Tyree uh so many people it's uh A lot of characters introduced. Yes.
2: So before we get into stuff about the movie, fellows, this is a movie that is only playing in theaters currently. Would you recommend people go to the theaters to go see Marvel's Eternals?
0: Rob, lead us off. Um, I think it's always fun to go see a Marvel movie in theaters. And I think that there's some, uh, the director has a very good eye and there's some really breathtaking, uh shots and things that i think are are best viewed through a theater but i'm always kind of on the fence about telling folks to go out and say you know based on your own comfort level you mm-hmm. feel like you need to go see it i also feel like people's home theater systems are becoming good enough to a point mm-hmm. that you can still stay home and, and watch this and appreciate it um but i would re- i would recommend the film but i would say that if you're hanky about it you can also wait until it's you know digital or something like yeah. that too
2: max so. what about you
1: i feel like this movie is a bit of a slow burn i don't think it necessarily needs to be a theater movie i think you could watch it at home uh in a place where you could pause it go to the bathroom it's two and a half hours Mm -hmm. plus i think the second longest marvel movie um and i think you at some point might want to take a break i at some point was closing my eyes a little bit mm-hmm. during this one. So uh, yeah, watch it in the theater. If you need to get a big screen, uh, but if you, if you're all right with watching things at home, do it there. Yeah. You've got a lot of freedoms that you don't have in a the theater. <laughs> How about you, Andrew? Uh,
2: I'm generally with you, Max. I think this is a, especially for a Marvel movie. This is one of the, I think the least eventful, you know, like in terms of like the the cultural zeitgeist at large, I don't feel like anybody's talking about this movie, and so I don't think there is a need to rush out to the theater. Other than Robert, I think you're also right that like some of the the sweeping shots, it's it's a gorgeous movie, and I think like mm-hmm. seeing it in like a big beautiful screen, like some of the shots are just like amazing. And so I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, Chloe Zhao, is that how you say her yeah. name? I believe so. Has a good eye for like. You know those types of shots. However, if you are, you know, if you have a good system at home, and like I said, nobody's fucking talking about this movie. It's not Endgame. It's not any of it. Like the preceding movies, where it's just like, man, like if you don't see Eternals in theaters, you're gonna miss out on a bunch of conversations. This movie has been out in theaters for like three weeks now, maybe more, and. At no point was I ever in danger of having the movie spoiled for me because it's just like nobody's really talking about it. So I think like in terms of especially Max, like you said, this being the second longest Marvel movie to date, it's surprisingly low impact on the on the pop on pop culture. So if if you want to wait till it comes out on Disney Plus or for rental, I'd say do it because it's not. Uh, you're not going to miss out from conversations with people because you haven't seen the movie. And uh, as we get into stuff, we thought about the movie, I, it was, it's definitely in the lower tier of Marvel movies for me. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that rushing out to the theater is a necessity for it.
1: In terms of the conversations that are going on about it, even the person I watched it with, right? Like after we left the theater, we were both like, I don't know what I think about this movie.
2: Yeah.
0: Same, same. Rob, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I think there's some like stuff to pick apart about it, but um, it's another one of those movies also that like, it's asking you to kind of retroactively accept that there's these like other superheroes that are on the planet and have been during the events of all the other Marvel movies you love and enjoy, but they haven't been interacting because of an edict they received from a space god. You
2: know, so and... I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because so, mu- so much of, like, discourse about Marvel movies is, like, where was Thor when the, you know, when the helicarriers went into the yeah. air? why like... didn't
0: Captain America save the president in Iron Man 3? It's like, right. well, he can't fucking fly, so what are you gonna do? Like...
2: But, you know, like, some of those are, like, burning questions that are sometimes, like, you know, how did, how like, when Thor the Dark World is happening, how did nobody else from the Avengers see this, like, big hurricane-like, you know, time warp happening in in London. In this movie, they do, almost right off the bat, somebody's like, well, if you have been here the whole time, why didn't you help with Thanos? And Gemma Chen's character, uh, Cersei's, is just like, well, we had an edict from a Celestial. And, you know, like, I I think, like, that's a, like, at the beginning of the movie, it's a a satisfactory enough answer, but as the movie goes on and you find out that Jack is sort of like questioning the celestials then it's like well then what was she doing during that time mm-hmm.
0: uh i mean i think the movie a lot is a, a lot about you know your who you are and kind of like what your task to do versus like your own kind of personal growth and like you know we we can get to it eventually but like they find out a lot about what they actually are, the Eternals. And once they do, and it appears that like they're not the first kind of people to understand that kind of thing about themselves, like what you do with that information and how you mm, face it or try and change your fate or try and, you know, retain your humanity for what it's worth. So um yeah, I don't know. I think there's definitely some like stuff to pick apart, but it's like, it's trying to be very heady but yeah it is it is a tough needle to thread to have it be like also they've been around during the, all these other events and have all these powers but like weren't able to use them for like seemingly an arbitrary reason especially like by the end credits i was kind of questioning like well hold on a second because now it feels like there is a connection yeah with another character and maybe they should have intervened but um A lot of it lends itself to kind of where they're getting their mission from. Yeah. I don't know. You guys can, we can, we can get to that.
2: I would like to quickly note uh, one thing I did really like is when they land on earth in 5,000 BC to take care of the deviants. I love the Kumail invented finger guns. Pew, 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 (laughs) (laughs) pew.
1: Yes. I also Um, like that they uh, arrived in a block of cheese.
0: Yeah. Yes. With like lots of like lines of, uh, it looks like a kind of like an aged goat cheese or something. Yeah, Um, I did legit love Kumail's finger guns and like, especially like at one point he he like powers up like a Kamehameha and I I did like that. I I like that too. (laughs) That that got me hyped. I loved that. Um, One of the things. Yeah. What did you? So one of the things
2: I I didn't really didn't really vibe well with the movie for me and like, you know what? Part of one of the things I do like about the way DC movies now are going is that not every movie feels the same and this movie for this reason, doesn't feel like a Marvel movie in that it feels kind of joyless throughout, like, the Mm -hmm. majority of the movie. And part of that is the story, but part of that also is, like, I didn't feel like any of the actors were really, like, like, I don't know, just, there's something to everybody's performance, like, especially, and I I read the wiki and now kind of see where it came from, that uh, Icarus's character, the portrayal of the character was based on, like, sort of loosely, not directly based on but it was inspired by the superman from Man of Steel and in that case that makes a lot of fucking sense cuz he is just mm-hmm. he is fucking joyless from minute 1 to the end of the movie like it is just and a bleak performance yeah it's
0: like we're thrown into we get a lot of flashbacks but the the present day situation is very dire and there isn't a lot of time for them to like they they crack some jokes on the plane and stuff but like
1: yeah i think Kamel does a decent job of like yeah Kamel uh,
0: does stuff. in fact um uh his uh videographer i thought was like a, a yeah. like a fun standout he was, he was a was standout like, in the movie yeah for sure yeah it was and just like fun also, to have a human character that was experiencing all this crazy stuff
1: so mm-hmm. gilgamesh did a decent job a couple times too and sometimes it was jokes at his expense but like i thought that was he was he was pretty fun with some of his stuff too so they yeah, have what humor you th- in what it, you but think it, of this... I think you're right. It, there's a difference between the humor and the, the joy, right? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It is it is very serious and like the stakes are we are once again back to a movie where like the stakes are not just like wor- like world ending, but like galaxy, like universe ending. Yeah. Like it turns out that yeah, like the fate of new and old universes are at stake ostensibly. So yeah. Um I did want to mention something weird. This is on my list of Disney movies where people drink beer made from spit. (laughs) Go Go ahead. Don Lee as Gilgamesh, when they meet him in the desert and he's taking care of Angelina Jolie, gives them some beer. Kumail drinks some. And he's like, I made it from my spit. Like I chewed up the hops and like, that's how I created it. He's like, spits it out. He's like, Oh my God. That's also the libation they receive in jungle cruise when they're in like Mm -hmm. the tree houses and get captured. They also drink beer made from spit. And I was like, whoever the marketing guy for this, this is like the the new cranberry. Bob Iger's going around and he's really pushing Spit beer on these movies and he's making bank. Two Disney films. Bob Iger's
2: got a poster in his in his office. Spit out beer? No, no, no. Spit (laughs) spit
0: beer.
1: Yeah. Um, do you think that Disney? What does Disney own? Coke or Pepsi? I'm sure Every, they own everything. One the two. What
0: doesn't Disney Disney own would be a better question.
1: <laughs> I wonder if they're going to come out with the spit beer sometimes. I hope
0: so. Hey, I'll be first in line at oh, Eter- uh,
2: Eternals Land at Disneyland. Is going to have like a. That's their answer
0: to Universal Studios having the butter beer. There's everywhere that all go into a big pot, <laughs> <laughs> bruise it,
1: and they they people, combine people with the stuff around Eternals
0: Land with a bunch of chew. <laughs> I don't love Eternals.
1: It combines with the Jungle Cruise uh, ride as well.
0: Oh, man. That's the connection. That's what opens up the multiverse for them. Oh, well, you drink spit beer, too? <laughs> wow. Hey, and I'm an immortal, and you're an Eternal. How about that?
1: I bet I bet Book of Boba Fett also Boba's going to be drinking some Gungan spit.
0: Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. Trifecta. Um, did, um, you, did you guys, like... Li- uh, were there any characters that stood out to you at all? Yes. My favorite was um, Lauren Ridolph as Makari. That was one of my favorites. The, the She's the speedster. Yeah,
2: the deaf speedster.
0: Um, which I love. And I loved that maybe once or twice they do it, but like they don't show her slowed down, which is so much of what like speedsters mm-hmm. in the current kind of movies have done, where it's like, Quicksilver in the X Men movies, like it's a whole scene of like how fast he moves and everything is like basically frozen and he's just moving around it super fast, and like the Flash did that in the in the Justice League one where it's like, oh he moves so fast time goes backwards or like everything looks like it stopped. I loved Makari like leaping across the planet like just booking and we can talk about it later too. But like at the end when there's like a fight with her. I was Mm -hmm. like, I love like the, the visual of this. Like she, I, she might be my favorite, like speedster on in film. Like I thought she was super well done and I wouldn't, I wouldn't care or mind seeing her slowed down and seeing that happening too. But it was like a cool move that like they made her fast by making her look fast. And like, you weren't able to follow her with your, your eye, which I thought was very, uh, uh, a cool decision. So I really loved that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what you, about you guys? Any standouts?
1: I liked Gilgamesh. Don Lee is Gilgamesh. Uh, I thought it was mm-hmm. interesting that like in Train to Busan, he like wraps his, his arms so he doesn't get bit by zombies. And in this one, his power is to have wrapped arms. Like yeah, he has really like the power clubs. fists. So, yeah, it was weird. Um, But I thought that, that his, him and how he cares for Angelina Jolie was her character uh was pretty touching pretty interesting and how like when they come to meet him too he's like you know keeping his spirits high but like things aren't going well for him and stuff like that i thought that was good i also um thought druig was an interesting character and in that like
0: did either of you think that he was being set up as like the bad guy
1: yeah, he definitely seemed like he mm. uh, could do that turn and he he certainly seemed like an asshole and like he was uh doing everything wrong and then the second half you kind of realize like oh wait no he he's kind of got the right idea. I mean not yeah. totally. Like not like yeah, not like yeah, don't what don't he's warp. using his power for but <laughs> yeah, like exactly. he's got
0: a better idea of like how they're interacting with humanity in a larger sense yeah. yeah
1: his heart's in the right place and all that so yeah i thought he was an interesting character also an interesting acting style it felt like a lot of what he said was very sloppy yeah but, uh like i could have halfway hear what he was saying and and piece it together but it seemed like um in most cases you would get another take or someone enunciating a little bit stronger in the first take i don't know but uh, i liked it by the end of it uh how about you andrew anyone standing out
2: I, I mean, like, you know, it's it's hard to not like Cersei just because she's kind of the central character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I do, yeah. I think I really did like Mercury. Is that the name uh, of Makari? Makari. Um, I think Makari for me was also the standout. I I really wanted to like Kumail's character more, but like, there's an incident towards the end of the movie where like, I That's don't know. Weird. It was weird. Like, it's a weird decision from the character that doesn't really. Seem to fit with like a superhero movie that we can get into in a in a second, but
0: that's a weird one. But like, I also feel like there's just like trying. It's there's ten characters that are trying to like. Well, yeah, ten characters over the arch of the whole story. But like, it's interesting to have him, and like we can say it. Like, he basically decides at the end that like he would rather sit it sit out. out the final fight than potentially fight and argue with his family. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a weird choice because he's like doesn't like han solo pop up at the end and be like here we are kid let's blow this thing and get out here like he just dips yeah you truly don't see him and he just makes a decision to like not engage um and and makes clear kind of what side he thinks he's on but is like not willing to like fight and hurt people he cares about for it so i don't know it's it is odd, but it's also like more nuanced. Like, I guess it makes more sense than like out of 10 or nine or 10 people, like half of them being like, we will fight. And the other half being like, we won't or anything. Like it was like him and his videographer being like, we're going to hang back. And yeah, that was, that was odd for yeah. sure.
1: I, I think a lot of like, it it was weird to, these characters are like hundreds and hundreds of years old. Right. Mm-hmm. A, thousand, a couple thousand, thousands, 7,000.
2: Yeah. Something
1: like 7,000, yes. 7,000 years old, but they're all acting kind of like pretty ignorant in a lot of ways sometimes, and then like uh, petty and a lot of other things, and I think that's kind of the point, right? Yeah, they're very human for being inhuman people. But, um, But it's just also kind of weird that the Celestials also came across that way, that they're kind of like petty and weird and like doing you know they're, they're just like yeah we you know we want to create these gal but we have to eat all these lives first and we have to do all this stuff but like just also that they would they create these deviants and then say oh they were able to evolve so we don't want that so we're going to create uh these robots that don't evolve but then they do evolve mentally i guess like even though they're kind of stagnant they still grow but but again weird that like each like we're going to create this this race that will destroy the deviants and we're going to give one of them some glowing gloves we're going to give one of them the ability to create some swords and like this guy can shoot little things and this other guy also shoots but it's out of his eyes instead of his fingers and so like that should take care of it right like what were they thinking what the was that is that the (laughs) ideal combination of Of powers? Well
0: I also feel like it's sort of the hubris of like a godlike being like they kind of arbitrarily bestow these powers upon these things and we also I don't know if we had confirmation if like their power sets are always the same from like iteration to iteration but um, because they as is revealed in the movie like the Eternals have sort of existed and ad infinitum on different planets and sort of their goal is basically to like keep back and cull the Deviants so that the population of a, a intelligent planet can get large enough for them to create a new celestial. Um, it's weird because they acknowledge, acknowledge that like, you're right, Max, like the perfect version of the eternals would be like someone that like was more robotic, like didn't didn't have the humanity. sort of intrinsically tied to them like they evolve mentally but they don't like get new powers like the deviants basically that seems to be the main difference
1: and the whole mission was for them to go and kind of like act human to go in there and and be like to live among the humans and enrich them until they're juicy enough to eat it seems to me
0: like it's all just to placate them until it all is taken you know destroyed in for them
1: but then they all try to, like, they get into these love triangles and all this other stuff. Like, how, how is it not going to be that they have free will and decide to turn against the celestial? I don't think that they that don't.
0: I just think that, like, the situation in all the times previous has been, like, they've never known enough to, like, stop anything from happening, basically.
1: But they were specifically designed to not be what the Deviants were. Like, they, they were like, We've, we messed up with the Deviants. We're not going to do it again. We're just going to give them a bunch of emotions and free will to go do whatever they want to do. Like, why not just make robots? Why not just make something? Well, that, it's also that,
0: like they made the deviants, but why can't they like unmake them or just like not use them period? Like it feels like there's other ways to let like intelligent life on a planet flourish without like these mm-hmm. two extra, uh, you know, sides kind of quarreling over one another. But. And when
1: you can crush an earth in your hand, why do you send down a couple of you know a uh, a band of people to take out a couple of those I, I, it just seemed a little i mean a lot of this is probably coming from weird direction of the comics but it, yeah it didn't, for sure cuz i was going to say you know galactus
0: has a herald that literally just shows up to the planet to be like get ready to be eaten and it's like he could just roll up and no one would be able to stop him because they wouldn't have any you know warning right yeah. hey, and just in all, case there's anybody on this planet these. capable
2: of stopping galactus just giving you like 10 days heads up He's a coming to eat it. the planet. Yeah.
0: These these celestials have so much hubris because they are because they are effectively gods and they don't assume that there's anything that can truly stop them. The only thing that delayed them recently was Thanos, because mm-hmm. like every planet lost half of its population and effectively like shortened the amount of time they had to generate new ones. But I don't and know it how the, much it's required that they have a new celestial every I don't know. It was interesting.
1: In the comics, Thanos is an Eternal with, like, some Deviant genes in him.
2: Well, as we find out, yeah. he could still be an Eternal based on one of the extra Harry scenes we'll Styles? get to. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I, what did you guys think of the, 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 like, main Deviant villain that kind of, like, is, absorbs some of the Eternal's powers? Dumb. I thought this was weak as hell.
0: Yeah, my biggest gripe is probably I felt like the the deviant stuff was so under like underwhelming. I thought it was very mm-hmm. half-baked. For sure. Um I assumed that the main deviant that sort of evolving itself and kind of absorbing their powers and he did sort of understand that is like he kind of got what was happening to him and them, but I assumed he would like leave like plan it or be like, I'm going to like make my own fate now. Like I'm not going to be part of these machinations. Yeah. I would say and, that
2: the only purpose that the Deviants seem to serve in the movie is to like have a villain. Well, it's, it's to have a villain for the first like two thirds of the movie before they reveal the, like the twist, which is, yes. you know, spo- I guess we can just get into it. That Icarus killed or through Ajax to the Deviants Mm-hmm. and allowed her to die so that he could then use her death to inspire the rest of the Eternals to kind of get on board with this plan. But, you know, like, when that gets revealed, it really makes the... De- it takes, like, the teeth of the Deviants almost completely. And then the way the main Deviant is taken care of, which is just a one-on-one fight scene with Angelina Jolie, where she, like, lulls him into getting close, and then she cuts his head in, in half... I was just like that was it like I it yeah. just
0: it felt really weak it was underwhelming it felt like the kind of thing that if I had to guess like what the studio was sort of telling them would be like we need to have like more of these monsters so that we can have fights and to kind of throw people off the scent of the kind of turn at the end sort of a thing but I like their design like I thought they were cool really but I-, I didn't either didn't I, thought like kinda, I thought they were kind of I thought they were kind of
1: whack I thought they were completely generic and like, and I was just about to say like after Shang-Chi, right. I'm, I'm getting a little bit tired of Disney's fodder characters that Mm. just kind of like throw some tendrils on it, on an animal, right. Like put, put some, put some little things coming out of them that can poke into people like again, or did they just find some, uh, uh, I don't know, like a little, setting on their on their graphics card that that adds tendrils to things and like let's just go with this
0: well kumail's uh friend karush said that he thought they were beautiful and I agree with him
1: so, <laughs> <I'm> so Sorry. <laughs> all right uh i thought um, i mean i thought i mean that, i know uh, what you mean by
0: generic as far as like there's like a flyish one there's like the wolfy one there's like a but i like that they were like rainbowy tendrily. i don't know i i've seen worse as far as like kind of like whatever villains go and i Again, I, I like I said, they they are to me the weaker part of the storyline. But I just felt like they weren't the worst looking. Sure, like. I mean like the
2: Parademons in Justice League are worse, right? Like it's yes. just the the bars. Now hold on, those are kind of bad. <laughs> I think there's rock music playing when you see that. You them, know so what? I... Now that you're saying it again, I'm kind of yeah. with The Parademons. Um, yeah, I mean like, I don't know. Like I also wasn't as sa- I wasn't really satisfied with like when the main one absorbs Ajax powers and then it just like bestows. Like you know, like injects a bunch of the other deviants, and like one gets wings and one gets. Yeah, it like, makes it more animaly. It just or I didn't like I didn't under like the, what the, he should
1: what, have done is given given one of them uh, light gloves that wrapped around. Yeah. and one, one can make swords. That would be better. I
2: just it didn't like that thing didn't really measure out as like a one to one. Like why was her abilities able to give them wings and you know whatever like. Bigger teeth. I just didn't. It, why that, didn't he
1: get, Why didn't he give him intelligent thought? Also, right? Right. Like that. <laughs> That's for
2: me. I'm the main one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we Icarus reveals himself to have killed Ajax. He wants to. He's loyal to the Celestials, so he wants to have the Celestial raise the rest of the Eternals. Are kind of iffy about it. Kumail's like, well, oh, I'm. I don't want to fight everybody, but I am kind of on his side, so I'm just gonna leave. And so we get a big fight scene with. The rest of the Eternals and Icarus. And meanwhile, they figure out that first they think that, um, oh, I can't think of his name. The one that mind controls people. Uh, Druig. Druig. Yeah, they want Druig to kind of like lull the celestial to sleep. And then their backup, or they figure out that like uh, Cersei's can like, her ability is to be able she can like change the like fabric
0: of anything like she can turn like well she she says initially like she's like i can turn like a rock into water or a rock into wood or a rock into like metal yeah it's like okay and she says explicitly like i just can't do it on living things then she does it to a deviant she turns it into a tree into like a weird fucked up tree where it's like organs are all outside of it i was like oh my god yeah um so that's like the connection that like they're also their powers are different than they think yeah um I do want to kind of interject and say, like, as far as like the theater experience, like when they can, when they converse with the celestial Arishem, I thought that was fucking great. And the scale of it was so awesome in the theater. Yeah. Like I, I did love those moments. Um, but I thought Arishem's
1: voice was a little bit weird and maybe underwhelming for me, but other than that, the size was pretty cool. Seeing them mm. like as a tiny little, uh, spot on Arishem, like the. Zoom in on Erishim's face. Makes me Four excited for eyes.
0: an eventual Galactus because they really have like they can make something big and impressive like that, and it's it's still like you know a human ed, a humanoid shape like it's still intimidating, and it's a familiar sort of shape and stuff. So I liked I liked that he, about it. Is he
1: a celestial? Who Uh Galactus? Galactus.
0: I don't know. I just meant like in the sense of like another yeah. big creature. I just I mean, mean
1: in the in the MCU. I don't think they could bring in Galactus now without him being a celestial. Yeah.
2: He, hmm. like, they also look enough like Galactus at least like shape wise unless they just totally futz up with I mean he Galactus. looks like
0: Galactus has like the sort of like Thor Ragnarok kind of armor that they had in
1: that. I, I thought he was just a, a, a smoke cloud. Oh you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. Wah, wah. Uh, yeah, the real I, Galactus. I, mean, <laughs> uh, I, I just see he seems like yeah he's got a head that looks like a celestial and he flies around as a like Humanoid shaped guy, and he wants to eat planets. It just seems like what the Celestials are doing. That he would have been like azora.
2: a rogue Celestial,
0: like somebody who went off the beaten path yeah. or something.
1: He's a deviant Celestial. Yeah.
0: It almost seems like he would be counter to the Celestials, though, because he's just like arbitrarily destroying planets and. And oh, that they're not allowing a, n- a celestial to be born, basically. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. So what I, I feel like he at. could actually be a big bad in like if they ever do a Fantastic Four mm-hmm. movie, and then he might actually like help them fight celestials or something if if there was some crazy turn. That would be crazy, right? Yeah. Like they have like, to team I'm up so temporarily hungry. with Galactus. Let me yeah, eat he's like, but I'm, re- yeah, but I'm really hungry. He's like Galactus! Come on, Galactus. You said you'd help.
2: Uh so they, right. they 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 stop Icarus and Circe's C- is able to to basically turn the the celestial is being born into stone um, like marble or yeah. something
0: and so it looked, very bougie
1: it looked like it was ice like it was gonna melt that's what it looked like to um me. but then they yeah they did i hope not stone. because the
0: the oceans have already risen uh 40 feet or oh, whatever
1: yeah from...
2: we don't
0: need a celestial size iceberg out there melting um it is is it fucking crazy that i mean we're like in the spoiler territory but like now in the current mcu or whatever the of Eternals technically takes place in the other timelines, there is a part of a Titan sticking out of our planet. <laughs> Just, yeah. The hand. That's fucking of... insane. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Like, I'm glad that, like, it's a shame if people feel like that it is hard to kind of retroactively be like, these are super important, like, characters that have helped the planet. And it's like, yeah, now they did, but it seems like they were doing everything to stay out of all these other conflicts. And that's how they sort of explain it away. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, They have now effectively stopped this world, you know, galaxy universe ending threat. And as a consequence, this Marvel, you know, this Earth, whatever Earth number this is, has a celestial that was partially born and then has stuck, made of Marvel. Sticking out of it is like wild to me. It is very,
2: it's very funny to think about this taking place in the same universe as Hawkeye that we're also watching (laughs) at the same time, which is like such a low stakes ground level thing. And you're right that there is a, now, uh celestial, just like in the ocean somewhere, mm-hmm. in the same world, is is pretty wild. My Every coastal city is flooded.
1: So it's, at some point, uh, there's going to be a selfie taken in the MCU on this thing. But, <laughs> yeah, that somebody's going to have a picture from on top of it. That's yeah. my my prediction. Right. I now. think
0: I read that there is a, a comic where the celestial, uh, similarly like a celestial, was being born and like popping out of like you know the North Pole or Antarctica or something, and you know, was stopped. And that is like the, one of the, like on whatever iteration of this comic it is, that is like an Avengers headquarters is like inside the celestial. Huh. So mm-hmm. like, who knows? Maybe they'll, and, and who knows? Cause I feel like the governments of the world have also like taken advantage of all of the weird, you know, after thoughts from these, you know, here superhero fights and things. So like, who knows if there's anything to be gleaned from it. I mean, that was an entire location in guardians of the galaxy it was like a Celestial's head. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything that isn't marble inside to, to glean from it, but it is, it's just wild to me that they've changed the landscape of the planet in the movie. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, you know what I thought was weird at the end of the movie, when the Celestials coming out, that they went to this volcano as if the celestial was somehow going to come out of this volcano. That was what they and, were
2: implying for like most yeah. of it. And then just started to rise around the volcano and just like, what the fucking volcano have to do with this? yeah, yeah exactly. i guess not but it, <laughs> it
0: is kind of cool that it's like it's not so small that it's just coming out of a volcano it's like it, its entire body is like coming out of the core of the planet like it's but just then that why big. did
1: they travel to the volcano like why was cersei walking to a towards volcano? the volcano First of all, yeah when she was walking towards the mountain i was like are you you're walking over there like that's gonna take you a long fucking time like it, you're going on a hike a, a four-hour hike right now in order to get to this volcano which she never gets to. And what are you doing in, once you get to the volcano? You're going to dive in there and swim <laughs> down to the celestial? Like, what is happening here? I, didn't, I did not understand the volcano. I thought that was – she should have swam, swam in the water or something, you mm. know, swam down. Turn all think,
0: water on Earth into marble.
1: Or just, like, touch the ground or something. It just didn't seem like it was just for the story, right? So they could yeah. have her walking towards something even though he's, like, in the center of the Earth, and they're like, well, how do you get to the center yeah, of the I Earth? Yeah, I they guess just needed her to,
2: they just needed her to get away from the team so that Sprite could come up and stab her in the back and, like, really <laughs> also make Sprite, like, a very unlikable character by the end, too, because, like, spoiler, you know, by the end of the movie, when, like, they defeat, you know, they beat Icarus, or Icarus decides not to allow the Celestial to be born out of love for Cersei's, and the end of the movie is Angelina Jolie... Uh, and the speedster and the possession guy decide to go into space to find the other Eternals. And then Cersei's, Sprite, and Kumail all stay on Earth. And basically, <clears throat> Cersei's and Kumail are just like, okay, off to school with you, Sprite. Uh, hey, you know, like, never mind the fact that you stabbed me in the back
1: yeah, 20 minutes ago.
2: It just was like, okay, I've forgiven you for, you know, almost letting the world die. Yeah. And,
0: and stabbing. When right, you've Pinocchio, known someone for, for thousands of years, you know that's sort of just like a little. Who cares? You know.
1: Right. And it did seem like that. There was a lot of that. Just like oh, you know, the, <laughs> water under the bridge. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Water under the volcano. Um.
2: Also, forgot to mention, Kit Harrington is briefly in this movie as Cersei's <laughs> boyfriend. Could have also been a fun character to have on screen too. A little bit more might have added some
0: some of the joy that was missing mm-hmm. from this movie. Having Jon so- Snow say "I love you," Cersei. As a Game of Thrones <laughs> fan, it hurt. Ouch. Ouch, bro.
2: Uh, So the Celestial shows up, like, basically, like, makes a a voyage over to Earth, takes the remaining three Eternals off of Earth, and then speeds
0: off into space. I love that. That was another thing with the scale where I was like, holy fuck, like, like, so many things have happened in this movie where it's like everyone on the planet would be like, I remember where I was when this shit happened. Like, that was insane. Yeah, that's wild. I, and I love the fact that like they cut
2: back to <clears throat> Kit Harrington, he's just like panicked, but so is like fucking everybody else because this celestial is just like come with me and like it's just like what the f- like we've seen some shit, but this is fucking crazy. Mhm. Um and that's how the movie ends. They go right to credits after they they get whisked off into into celestial land. Now did you guys see the after credits, both yes. of them, yeah. So my mm-hmm. i my wife, like Max, you're talking about needing to take a break. She had to pee for like the last like 25 minutes of the movie, and just was like, "Tell me what happens in the after credits." And like, you know, left. oh, you mean
1: okay? She didn't do. I thought you were talking about. She had to pee for the last 25 minutes. I was like, "That's a long pee." That's... <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Right. No, she she was like, she as soon as the <laughs> credits hit, she's like, "Just tell me what happens." So she bolted. Yeah. yeah. So I tried to succinctly tell her in like. I was like, I could make this sound as phony as possible because the what happens at the end of the credits is, in like just explaining it quickly, is bananas. And so I just was like, well, Thanos' brother showed up and he's uh, also played by Harry Styles. And then also uh, Kit Harrington. Pat Oswald. Yeah, and is, Pat Oswald shows up too. And uh, Kit Harrington is also like a, a mythical knight character and Blade showed up. And she was just like, what? What?
0: I and could Blade have sworn, up? yeah. See, that's the thing. I could have sworn the voice you heard was it's the Watcher. Ali. It's Mahershala Ali. Yeah, I, I know that now, but I thought it was. I didn't know. I thought that. it was the Watcher.
1: Holy, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. So I'll Blade, Blade is the
0: one who says, "Yeah, you're gonna." To him. Yeah,
2: you have to go back to the movie theater now, Max. <laughs> Sorry, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the first post credit scene is the three Eternals in their spaceship just like lamenting about the fact that they have not run into any other Eternals, you know, in like the time that they've been out in space, and then somebody boards the ship and it is Thanos' brother Eros. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Also known as Star Fox. Also Star known Fox. as Star Fox. From his N64 Do a barrel roll
2: <laughs> With his with his little assistant Patton Oswalt, Leprechaun Patton Oswalt.
0: Okay, I gotta say though, I thought the CG on him was like not great. It looked unfinished. I would agree. It looked yeah. not good to me, and I was like, this is weird to see a Marvel thing where it doesn't look like, like up to snuff. It
2: also so. was weird that Thanos's brother is just Harry Styles,
0: <laughs> just like a dude, no makeup, just but- like Harry Styles. <laughs> But also, no, he had like pointy ears. Oh, but, okay. Like, yeah. But basically, yeah, he was just like, he, he's kind of like how, like, uh, what's the, the, like, police planet in Guardians? Like, there's oh, just the like normal ass John C. Riley's Cor- walking yeah. around and stuff. So, like, yeah.
2: It just, it's strange that he's his brother, right? And, like, Thanos is this big chinned purple giant, like, you know, titan tight from a certain planet. And then yeah. it's like, you know, it's like in it's like in DC where like Dark Side Sun Orion is just like a dude with a space helmet on. Like it's just like oh, <laughs> that's you're related to him. Got it. But, you know, like so he shows up, he seems you, like You just
1: got you gotta imagine that Jack Kirby had a pretty strange family.
2: Uh, true. was <laughs> uh, So he shows up and he's sort of like a rogue kind of character he seems like he's you know just like hey i know where they went and i'm gonna help you guys out like he's kind of and he
1: can he can also take the power of other mutants and uh and uh drain yes. them of oh their boy. powers and, and fly around oh boy She's, he's really strong. real
2: roguelike and then the final uh post credit scene is kit harrington opening this box that i was unaware existed in this movie like they really played it up like What's, you know, like, is he going to open the the mythical box? He opens a box. There's a sword. The sword starts acting weird. And then you hear a voice off screen saying, (laughs) you know.
1: I'm sorry. The description, the sword starts acting weird. It's It's like, yeah. It's almost
2: like, it almost looks like, like the Venom symbiote is like raising off of the sword. He's like, there's like voices coming out of it and stuff. Yeah. And so then you hear a voice off screen saying, are you sure you're ready, Mr. So-and-so? And... That who better to see if he's ready for a blade than blade. There you go. You know, it it matches up when you say it like that. So yeah, that was Eternals. I don't know. Like some, someday we should do a thing where we rank the Marvel movies. But for me, this was on the lower tier of Marvel movies. It's still like, I think there's stuff, there's good stuff in it. It's worth seeing. I don't know that it's worth going to the theater to see, but you know, as far as marvel movies go it's definitely on the low end for me
1: was this the first uh mcu gay kiss in this movie uh,
2: uh. i think so because there's only been one other gay character and that was just a guy in a in a support meeting
1: <laughs> yeah right and I, I i like to note that it happened on like the like when when they finally have the representation for gay people kissing it's in the same movie where they have like the straight people like naked on the beach, having sex, like, like, uh, you know, like small, we got it. We got it. We got to Even up. Yeah.
2: Just a little, <laughs> little peck on the cheek, a little gay peck yeah. on the cheek and then yeah. hardcore nudity and some gratuitous sex on uh, three, two, one. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. There you
1: go. Giant orgy by the time they, they're holding hands. Yeah.
2: But a straight orgy, of course. <laughs>
1: yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah.
0: Uh, Anyways, any final thoughts before we go?
1: <laughs> that that was my final thought. I wanted sure. to leave it on that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: no. I I mean, I kind of agree with you, Andrew. I there's I think there's stuff to like about it, but it just felt like a little uneven and um it had a ton of characters to set up and I'm hoping it's just one of those situations where it's maybe like one of the earlier Marvel films where like you're just not like up to speed with some of the characters quite yet and maybe they'll hit their stride in sort of their next showing. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah. And the Eternals will
2: return as we saw. In the credits. True. All right, everybody. That'll do it for this one. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.